Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is the podcast of a woman named Rad and a man named Paul. Welcome to Game for Anything. Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Rad. And today, TikTok, TikTok, time has run out on Universal and TikTok's music deal. Rad checks out the peak of phone case design and the internet gets a little too emotional when a certain Sesame Street monster asks us how we're doing. That's right, we certainly have opinions. And Paul, I love a TikTok story. You could say that it is the clock of the universe. I don't know, I'm just trying to segue here. Universal TikTok. What's going on, Paul? Okay, so in huge news, TikTok and Universal have parted ways and not amicably. So if you've not been following this story, uh, Universal Music Group, they wrote this open letter saying that the three areas that TikTok was screwing its artists were appropriate compensation for artists and songwriters, protecting human artists from the harmful effects of AI, and online safety for TikTok users. And they also said that TikTok are paying its artists and songwriters like a fraction of what other major social platforms are paying. And apparently TikTok makes up only about 1% of their total revenue. And just for context, YouTube is technically, they play so much music on YouTube, they are now categorized primarily as a music streaming platform. That's how much people use streamers for music. And it's completely blown up. Okay, number one, I think it's, it feels maybe a little bit rich for them to be saying that the issue is... UMG being worried about the user safety kind of situation that TikTok yeah. is providing uh, because I'm so like, what do you care, Universal? You're, <laughs> you're a music distributor. Like, I mean, are we, are we honestly thinking that corporations are now looking at each other and saying, oh, I don't agree with your ethics and therefore I don't want the music from my artists on your platforms. Like, that's new. Yeah. Also, let's be honest. Universal Music Group are not the good guys here. Like, they're a slightly less different type of bad guy, right? It's like that meme of the worst person you know just made a valid point. Because the fact is, the president of Universal is a notorious bully. A lot of the artists with Universal, who include, you know, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Drake, The Weeknd, all of these people, Billie Eilish, all of these people really love this guy because he's such... He's like a like a hound. He's relentless. But yes, they have chucked on the ethics concern kind of at the tail end. But for me, the thing that I'm really interested in is that TikTok has been increasing promotion of AI music creation, which lets people create basically fake songs using the likenesses and voices of these huge artists. And... This for me is the real concern because obviously clamping down on this right now is sort of a really important precedent to set at this stage because if TikTok gets away with this, it's just going to set a precedent for other platforms to keep using these softwares. I am so on the fence about this because I am not a lover of AI art in any way, shape or form. It just, it feels cheap to me. It doesn't have the elements of what I value personally in art um, and often... It's just not that pleasing. Like it, yeah. it doesn't have 
the magic of a skilled human making something. However, I am very, very into all of the AI produced covers, I'm going to call them, of like Toad from Mario singing various stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like but they're sure. awful. They're <laughs> fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> But that's why I like them. And there's just nothing quite as festive as Toad singing Feliz Navidad. Yeah, but but, but Toad singing Feliz Navidad is not going to take money away from Taylor Swift and therefore piss off Universal. Like, Toad is not a best-selling artist, but what's... Not yet. (laughs) I mean, I would argue Toad potentially should be. But what's interesting here is that uh, Taylor Swift is about to do the halftime show at the Super Bowl. And this is a huge deal. Now, the contract was due to expire, and this is this could just be two big groups doing a really aggressive negotiation, but the timing could not be worse for TikTok because people are going to want to play Tay-Tay on their videos. And now, if you try and do that, not only will you not find Taylor Swift's music, but they've retroactively scrubbed audio from old videos. So they've gone through and done this incredible thing. I mean, this happened with YouTube, Rad, back in 2008, uh, when they weren't paying people correctly and uh, Universal went through and pulled a bunch of music. And then the negotiations proceeded with fear in their hearts and the music went back up, but with the proper payments happening. But I don't know what people are going to play over their videos now. I mean, is it a valid argument that now up-and-coming artists will get more of a shot? I think that TikTok holds a lot more of the power than Universal are maybe giving it credit for because while you're right, YouTube was maybe a space where people go to listen to music, Mm. TikTok's different and that's where people go to discover music yes and tiktok has absolutely changed how people find music and it's changed what music becomes really popular there are small artists on there that really do get their shot because people you know put the little hook in their video and then it blows up but you know they're all short clips no one is going there to listen to the full song and now there are playlists and playlists of like the hottest hits Mm. that you go and listen to you have no idea what song it is until it comes to the one like 30 second clip that's on TikTok that you've heard a thousand times. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, that song. And you know, you keep listening to it. Yeah. That's a very valid point because somebody online said, would Olivia Rodrigo be who she is without TikTok to have boosted her stuff? Because like you said, it is a discovery platform. It's where people go to discover stuff. That Lil Boo Thing song by uh, I think Paul Russell, that song took off and then he was appearing on Good Morning America doing live tours. He's, I think he's hitting Coachella. It is an amazing place for artists to appear, but can you do that without the raw combustion of existing talent? So the argument being made by Universal is, it's a kind of chicken and egg situation at this point, but I think Universal are betting that their big names are the ones that kind of draw people in, the Taylor Swifts and whatnot. And while they're there, they discover people. The question is, do you go to TikTok to discover people or do you discover them when you're there incidentally? This is the argument happening right now. You discover them when you're there incidentally, you f***. Kidding me? No one is going to TikTok to be like, I really want to hear that Taylor Swift song. Like, that's just I'm sorry, that's that to me is ludicrous. Maybe I'm misunderstanding the argument. I don't know, mm. but people go to TikTok for entertainment and the music clips that are there are just kind of part of the source. Um and it's really interesting when you consider that there are on the flip side artists who are making music, it seems, to try and get a TikTok hook ah. so that they can get that kind of reach. Like we all remember fucking Megan Trainer with her Gucci song. <laughs> it was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. I personally did get quite tired of that song. And then a subsequent single that she released felt like it was trying to 
insert little lines and moments that people might want to take and make videos with. I am your mother. Do you know it? I don't know it, no. I've tried to avoid Megan Trainer ever since she appeared on RuPaul's Drag Race in a unicorn onesie. I mean, that was a fashion, no thank you. But it, it is interesting when artists try and kind of game the system and tailor their work towards what's going to get the most... I mean, I think Cocaine Bear was largely made, partly I think because it's just a movie that they made, but also they made sure to put in sequences that were incredibly memeable and could just be ripped and popped online. Is that cynical or is it just business savvy from artists who need to make a buck? I think things can be two things. Um, I think if that's all the music that you're making, it's going to end up feeling pretty vapid. But at the same time, pop music is pop music, right? Like people are there to enjoy it, to have fun. There is full songs of pop music that already are just there to be catchy. How is that different to making a song that is maybe a little bit more segmented in a way that you're thinking about, well, what, you know, 15 second clip works by itself in a way that's maybe a little bit memeable. I think that's fine. It's just when it becomes the only goal and it becomes a bit too obvious that I think it can be tired but I think it also happens naturally like a lot of Taylor Swift songs have their lines like it's me hi I'm the problem that one took off and I don't feel like that was just a line put in to try and be a TikTok sound I actually had one of my videos get it sound stripped because I used Ariana Grande's seven rings I see it I like it I want it It's a perfect little TikTok sound and now it's gone and Miss Grande is just going to miss out because I'll just put something else or I just won't put a sound. Like I just, I I personally don't know that I think Universal hold the power in this situation. At the same time, I do think that artists should be paid for their works, but I think I care about that a little bit more with small artists, not like the Taylor Swifts of the world getting their little royalty check from TikTok. I agree. And it is interesting because we're once again talking about the crossover between art and money. You know, the struggle between capitalism and creativity. And it's interesting to me that TikTok has started implementing... Because obviously... Universal could frame this as what you're doing is you're basically, are you going to take AI's side over Taylor Swift mere weeks after she was basically deep faked into, you know, um, compromising positions? And when you couple that with the Super Bowl and you couple it with TikTok pushing into areas like the TikTok store, which is going to start using AI to recognize products in people's videos and then provide links to to buy those things on, on the app. I mean, it really is sort of, maybe we're reaching this point where, everyone's just going to be jack of it enough to sort of pull back and maybe that'll help in negotiations. I'm not sure, but I completely agree that I never thought I would find myself defending a big evil corporation, uh, fighting another big evil corporation, but nobody wins in this. Nobody wins. Least of all, Travis. It's once again a situation where the big tech juggernauts of the world are godzilla over our city. No, not Godzilla. Power Rangers. Power Rangering over our city. And one of them's in a big mech suit, and the other one's Rita Repulsa. And uh, we, are, we are just the citizens of the city watching everything burn. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Paul, you know that I am a woman of efficiency. I am someone who <laughs> likes things to work well. Yes. I like them to work the first time. I hate having something that has a problem, which is why I'm so self-loathing, you know? Yeah. I I think you're delightful. I don't think you have problems. But look, okay, so you crave efficiency. You just want things to work perfectly. Uh, yes, that is absolutely how I would describe you. Yeah, like it to be neat as well. So I've been on quite a long journey to find the ideal phone situation. I'm not talking about the phone itself. That's mm. neither here nor there. That's personal preference. Everyone's going to get something different. But I mean the phone case because... I need protection. Oh, that sounded <laughs> different than I wanted it to. I like my phone to be in a case because as strong as iPhones are now, it's still just not worth breaking that damn thing. And I mean, for me, cases are typically too... I take the cases off because I, I like to live dangerously and I'm an idiot, but also most cases don't tick that aesthetic box. Do you also worry about aesthetics or does it just need to be protective? What, like, Do you care about the look? I am much more about function mm. because it doesn't matter how pretty something looks. If it doesn't function well, that's what's going to like piss me off okay so it's like function and then maybe two steps down would be aesthetics so one thing that i really have come to crave in a phone case is a place to like either i can't phrase it like this <laughs> i'm going to well i can't think of another way to say it okay is a place to either slip a finger or like <laughs> hold something Okay. And I apologize for that phrasing, but there's no other way there's no other way to say it. Yeah, okay. So for a while I was a really big fan of uh the Spigen flex strap, which is just a little, you know, elastic finger strap that you can stick to the back of any phone case. Mm-hmm. So you can slide a finger in and hold the phone and not have your pinky underneath carrying all the way to the phone. Yep, okay. But the problem with that is that it makes the case bulkier and I can no longer use MagSafe. Now what's MagSafe? So I think it's from iPhone 12 maybe and upwards, they have a magnet in the back of the phone that uh, with MagSafe compatible products, Mm -hmm. you can use it to like hold the phone as a magnetic phone holder and uh, to charge. Oh, okay. But you can't do that with the finger slippy slip thing. Yeah, because it's it's literally a like rubber backing and then a piece of elastic on top of it sandwiched together that you stick on the back. So it prevents full contact of the back of the phone to like whatever magnety thing that you want to use, right? Gotcha. Yep. So this meant in my car, I was having to take the phone out of the case to put onto my magnetic car phone holder every yep. time. And then I'd have to take it back off and put it back in the case when I leave the car. That is a pain in the ass. That sucks. But did you know, Paul, you can fix many of life's problems by purchasing things. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, capitalism. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know we rag on capitalism a lot and fair because it puts people in like hellish positions. But oh my God, when you purchase something that fixes a problem, it is just pure elation. So how do your shameless participation in capitalism fix your problems this time? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got the Peak Designs Everyday Loop Phone Case. I think that's what it's called. They only make 
two phone cases. One of them is just the normal one. And one of them is the loop, which has this like fold down fabric loop at the bottom that you can slip your finger in. And it's just, it's everything that I wanted. So it's got that inbuilt like Spigen flex strap vibe to it that sits really flat. It's still nice and sturdy. Um, it's got a flat back that I can use MagSafe with. So I just take my phone, slap it straight onto the car phone holder and it can charge through that. Mm. And it's also got Peak Design's like quad lock-esque kind of secure locky system on it. So theoretically, if I got one of their mounts for my motorbike, I could lock it in there as well, and it should be secure. Oh, okay. So is this, sorry to say flat, but is the flat one size fits all? Like if you've got really big hands, is this going to fit? I reckon, like I can almost get two fingers in there. So I reckon if you've got one fat finger, and I only ever put one finger through because that's all you need. But if you've got one fat finger, I think it's still going in there because like surely even the largest finger isn't two of (laughs) my fingers. Yeah, I'm not talking like Hagrid hands here. (laughs) Surely. Hang on. Look, if you if your hands are that big, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Yeah, you're gonna have to buy the jumbo version. Okay, so it's basically a one size fits all. Would you honestly trust a magnet and a motorbike's kind of bumpy motion with your phone? And if your phone flew off a motorbike, is it gonna survive? Look, I don't know if the case would survive like a a car accident. Um, I will not speak to that. But it's not just a magnet for the motorbike mount part. So it has it has two. Uh, kind of mounting things in it. One is the MagSafe that I talked about before, which is literally Mm -hmm. just a magnet on the back that's like medium secure. Uh, But the other one is this divot on the back of the phone, which is a square and it's got like a metal um, rim to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not 100% clear on how this system works because I haven't used it myself, but I believe the mount part of it actually has like a lip that goes in underneath the rim. So it does hold secure. It's like, um, it's like, you know, on zip ties, how you pull it through. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's like on the plastic bit of swing tags on your clothes, you know, how they have the, the cone on the end and it pushes through the bits of <laughs> your face. Looks like You have no idea what I'm talking about. It pulls through the bits of plastic and then you can't pull it back and you have to like peel back the thing if you don't want to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like that. Right. Okay. So it can't ever be removed from the phone the way you're describing it. No, no, no. And then then the mount has a mechanism that you pull in the, the, the bits so that I'm not describing this well. I cannot think of an analogy. Or it's like when uh, you stick your hand into a small jar to get the peanuts and you close a fist around the peanuts and then you can't pull it back through. And then there's a mechanism to make you let go and then and then it can come out. That's okay. what it is. That's what the Peak Designs uh, phone case mounting system is like. Okay, so I know that that's how they trap monkeys uh, in certain parts of Mumbai. They used to, they'd put fruit in a jar and the monkey would put its hand in, grab the fruit and would be too stupid to let go. So what the phone has is it just whispers to the case, let go, and then you can remove the case cleanly. How much does this monkey trapping uh, phone protector cost? Uh, it's about a hundred bucks. Which is expensive for a phone case. I'm like, 
To me, a phone case should be a simple thing that costs maybe $20, if that. I have I have gotten some cheap phone cases in my time. But I would say that it's worth it because it really does tick all of the boxes for me. Mm. It's got that built-in finger loop, which I absolutely love. I like these more than pop sockets. It still lets me use MagSafe. Uh, when that finger loop is down, it sits nice and flat. It has the option for using that motorcycle mount, which is cool because maybe I will one day. Who knows? The edges of it feel like beautiful and matte. The buttons are strong and clicky. Uh, It protects the camera just enough. The back of it is fabric, which I didn't know if I would like, but Hmm. I think I'm into it. Uh, The only thing that I don't like is that that mount just sits there. Like There doesn't seem to be anything that you can buy to put in it to make the whole thing flat if you're not using the mount. So it does get a little bit of debris stuck in there. And I just, I have a thing with like textures. I like stick my finger in it and like touch the edges of it because it, it feels like, it's kind of like when you're you're um, running your hand across like skin or something and there's a little bump and you feel compelled to pick it. It's like that. <laughs> I, I like a thing that is tactile in weird ways. And I honestly do need a phone case. So I'm going to seriously consider this purchase. And Rad, speaking of uh, things with furry backs that people put their hands into, I have some Elmo news. Something fairly incredible happened online on January the 30th. So most of the members of the Sesame Street cast, most of the monsters behind these kind of characters have their own official verified accounts, right? And they do stuff in character and it's absolutely lovely. They have their own social media managers. And on January 30th, Elmo tweeted the following, just checking in. How is everybody doing? And with that, Rad, the dam burst. There were 183 million views and counting on the tweet. People didn't hold back. I'm going to read a few of the replies to this tweet. I'm at my lowest. Thanks for asking. Elmo, we are tired. Wife left me. Daughters don't respect me. My job is a joke. Any more questions, Elmo? Elmo, I'm depressed and broke. The official Oreo account replied saying, ran out of milk. Do the math. And uh, Rain Wilson, uh, who plays Dwight on The Office, tweeted, I'm at kind of a crossroads and frankly could use a little support. It went on and on. And basically the internet just started unloading on this three and a half year old monster. And (laughs) the next day, Elmo... (laughs) The next day... Elmo posted this lovely picture with the caption, Wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. Hashtag emotional well-being. And what's amazing, Rad, is that it appears that Elmo asking people to tell how they felt actually helped. Because having someone safe from your childhood ask you how you are, and especially when that person is someone that you know is young and impressionable so you can't just unload in a toxic way. It, it led I mean, to this out- they kind of did, did they not? They still well- <laughs> unloaded on a three-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> in a manner that one would assume a three-and-a-half-year-old does not have the emotional, like skills to deal with he's a monster he's got he's pretty resilient but look what happened was it it did lead to this really interesting discourse and sesame street's been helping families and kids learn how to deal with really heavy concepts for a long time and it's been really great watching elmo run with it i read an article an interview with elmo's social media manager who was kind of floored by this but the best part for me was uh the following tweet I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Our friend Elmo is right. We have to be there for each other, offer our help to a neighbor in need, and above all else, ask for help when we need it. Even though it's hard, you're never alone. That was President Biden tweeting to Elmo. This thing went absolutely bananas. 
I've really enjoyed watching people's responses. Um, Chance the Rapper was one of the people who was quite positive. A lot of people were quite positive. Elmo appeared on the Today Show and gave this beautiful interview with his dad. I hadn't actually, I didn't know Elmo had a dad on the show, but Elmo and his dad got on there and talked about mental health and, you know, mental health awareness. And I think part of the reason this resonated with me so much, right, apart from the fact that I spent the last year kind of talking about my feelings a lot, is that I interviewed Elmo back in 2012. And it was this sort of weird watershed moment for me where I got some really good advice from Elmo and I got to spend the morning hanging out and I got to dance with Elmo. So it's really nice to see that this, yeah, very red, very furry three and a half year old is continuing to change lives, even in the year of our Lord 2024. So you're saying that Elmo changed your life? Elmo absolutely changed my life. But what I did find out is that a couple of days after um, Elmo was on the Today Show and Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm walked onto set during the live taping and throttled Elmo on camera. And I don't know whether this was a bit on not. I don't know whether it's going to be included in the new series of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I just, I don't think it's a year where we should be embracing cynicism. I don't think, I don't know. I, I just felt like it was a very positive moment and I think people should be you know leaning in a little bit. Plus it's interesting to see kind of anything explode on Twitter that isn't horrible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I like that. I just, I think I don't have an emotional connection to Elmo, so I yeah. find it hard to, uh, like be along for that ride but it is you know a beautiful thing if a show that people would have grown up with and have a really you know deep emotional connection to if they can be using that connection now when though that audience are adults to also continue to encourage further connection with other people encourage them to share and to talk and you know, just continue the beautiful thing that Sesame Street does to begin with, which is try and guide people to have the best life that they can. And that's kind of what we try and do here on uh, Game for Anything. And we've actually uh, reached is the... Is it? Occasionally, we, t- we. I'd like to think we're helping. Look, I'm just trying to better myself by not saying the mean things that pop into my mind. Hang on, how often are you having to kind of get your thoughts off and not say a mean thing? Is this- I'm a bitch, dude. <laughs> I'm... But I'm out here trying. I am out here trying. That's right. And we're out here trying twice a week. So make sure you uh, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Game for Anything. And we will see you later on this week. Bye, folks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.